Good evening. My name is Jim Berenger here with Last Word on Hockey on Mad Radio Network. I am joined by Tom Callahan of Vegas Hockey Now, and we've got breaking news tonight from the National Hockey League. Alex Petrangelo has signed a seven-year contract with the Vegas Golden Knights. In addition, Nate Schmidt has been traded from Vegas to Vancouver. And Tom, thank you so much for joining the show tonight on such short notice. Uh, hey, I'm glad to be here, and man, we were talking before we started this, wow, what a crazy time this is, just the entire year, the playoffs, the bubble, free agency, the draft, and now here we are, it's a real exciting time if you're a Vegas Golden Knights fan. So, the first, let's get the first thing out of the way, Alex Petrangelo going to the Vegas Golden Knights, there's been a lot of talk over the weekend since, it, you know, since Friday, really, when things opened up, that... It seemed like that was the destination for uh, Petrangelo. He goes to Vegas over the weekend, flies back. Uh, I noticed you had been tweeting out that you had a gut feeling he was coming to Vegas. How does this? How does he fit in with this team? The way it's constructed and uh, your, you know, your initial reaction to the signing. Well, if you're a Vegas fan or in any way uh, root for this franchise, you're pleased. Uh, number one, what I love about Alex Petrangelo is he's a right shot power play leading defenseman who's worn a C, uh, is a leader, is a guy who's won a Stanley Cup. And Vegas, for the last couple of years, has been close, but can't quite get over the hump. Now, they did make the Stanley Cup final in year one, which was tremendous, Uh uh, last year was kind of weird with the whole five-minute major and it turned the entire game in the third period against the Sharks. But this year, Dallas just kind of found a way to take their scoring out of the equation. And I feel like Vegas would have liked a little bit more of that offensive edge and been a little deeper at the top end of their D pairings. Not that their D is terrible, but you look at where Nate Schmidt ends up in the lineup. He is a was, as we'll talk about that trade here in a moment, but was a second-pairing guy making almost $6 million. You can't have that. So they end up bringing up the money. Uh, Schmidt does go to Vancouver here, as we've just found out, for a third. And Petrangelo coming in has the ability to run the power play and, as I mentioned, is a right-shot guy, is a little bit more experienced, is going to be a tremendous leader for this team, whether or not he's wearing a letter. But on top of that, in my opinion, Shea Theodore is the future Norris Trophy winner. He's got all the tools, and now he gets to learn from one of the best. I think Petrangelo is also going to groom Theodore to be even better. And I know people are kind of balking at seven years, saying at the back end this contract isn't going to look great. But you know what? There have been teams. We've seen it. The Kings did it. The Blackhawks did it. Sometimes you have to mortgage the future to, to win in the now. Those teams each won multiple cups. I think Vegas is in a window where they, too, can win multiple cups, and that's why I love them going for it with Alex Petrangelo. Yeah, it's a great signing. I mean, Bill Foley, you know, former West Pointer, you know, the owner of the team came out, you know, during the inaugural season and said, "Hey, we're going to get a cup here within the first five years." Almost did it in year one. What a ride that was in the inaugural inaugural season um, for Vegas. Just you know, Washington it felt like it was Ovi's year. It was his year. 
But going back, you know, this year, it felt like, you know, Vegas was rolling really well during the playoffs. And then all of a sudden they run into Demko and then Hudobin. It seems like the offense um, just dried out. Maybe not a lot of confidence in there. What were you seeing from them in the playoffs against those two goalies? You know, it's it's interesting. I am a big Mark Andre Fleury fan, and I think Fleury's got a lot more to give for Vegas. Uh, and now that they're where they're at, with twenty two players signed, well, now twenty one. The Schmidt's gone. They they could conceivably uh, get under the cap, have a roster of twenty players heading into the season. They'll be fine. The money is there. Robin Leonard is a guy that. I think, you know, you look at his year with the Islanders and what he, he battled back from. He obviously had his demons with the Sabres and, and got treatment and has gotten help. Um, you know, and I feel like when Vegas sets up for the future, if Flurry stays, uh, and that's still not set, set in stone, but now it's much more likely that they've got a great one-two punch. Uh, and they have a great setup. And, I mean, you look at Dallas, Ben Bishop uh, goes down, and Anton Hudobin has to come in and rescue that team. And next year, in a compressed schedule, 1A, 1B is going to be so much more important for whoever your team is. Uh, And I think the teams that don't have a solid 1B and a guy capable of being a second starter is going to be in trouble, especially if injuries hit. So I, I don't mind the setup. Uh, for Vegas, and I look at what they were doing against some other goaltenders in the playoffs, and um, honestly, I don't think Hudobin did anything special in shutting down Vegas's offense. I think what Dallas did well was defensively, they would help out their goaltender without collapsing. When they did give up goals, they collapsed on their goaltender, and I think that in a way, and I'm going to bring it all back to the Petrangelo signing here, uh, you know, your goalie makes the first save, and, and Leonard and Flurry are first save, second save goaltenders, but you need that decor to come back, help out, bail you out of that. Dallas did a better job at it, and I think that you, when you have two capable goaltenders and then a defensive core that's able to clean up at its own end, you're going to be so hard to beat, especially in the playoffs when you know, goal scoring does come to a premium, but if you're allowing only one or two a game and you can get to that magic number three, I mean, you have a legit shot to win a Stanley Cup every time out. Yeah, it's, you know, this signing is unbelievable. It's such a great player. Um, you know, what he did in St. Louis, you know, Vegas is just getting a great player. Going to the flip side with everything, with the trade, Nate Schmidt going to Vancouver, what do you what do you think he his impact will be in the Canucks lineup? And, you know, for the Canuck fans listening in and watching on Facebook as well, on Twitter, you know, what are the, what type of player are they getting and what can they expect? You know, it, it, it almost, it's a shame if you're a Vancouver fan that you didn't have uh, Schmidt playing in front of Markstrom. Uh, he instantly steps in and can become a top-pairing guy. One of the reasons why he got bumped out of that top-pairing position was just simply the emergence of Shea Theodore, who, as I mentioned earlier, uh, he's a future Norse winner for me. So uh, not necessarily through Schmidt's fault. He is a very, very good defenseman. He was just upstaged. And again, the contract is not what you want sitting on your second pair. So he comes in uh, with the ability to have some offensive upside for you and generate um, – I, I, I don't mind him in my own zone, and I think the Canucks are going to find that you know he's a guy who will drop in. I'd be shocked if they didn't try him on the first pair immediately uh, just because, number one, the cost of the expectation, but also Vancouver, man, if they'd have had him, 
in this playoffs, you wonder how different would it have been and possibly would Markstrom even have stayed instead of bolting for Calgary. But if Thatcher Demko's the real deal, if Braden Holtby is going to be able to shoulder, I'd say 30 to 40% of that workload, now with Schmidt in front of those guys, that changes the dynamic for Vancouver. Uh, it's a shame they lost Tyler to Foley because I felt like he brought a lot of the grit they needed up front. But Schmidt is a guy who can help you add some offense. Uh, he is a very capable player. And here's the other thing. His term, that he's locked up for the next several years at just under $6 million. That contract, I think, in future years is going to look like a bigger value than it does right now. The only reason why it was a bit of an albatross was because of how hamstrung Vegas was against the cap. But for Vancouver, I think that's going to work out really, really well for them for the long term. they got a great player on a great deal for that club, and he's going to be able to, to be a leader for them. And you know what? Canucks fans can be excited about that, especially if Demko does turn out to be the number one guy moving forward, and he is as talented as they're betting he is. Yeah, absolutely. Like I said, I, I was a fan of Demko during the playoffs. My thing with Vegas and, and uh, Vancouver during that series, I thought uh, Vegas uh, was a little bit tired against Dallas because they let it go too long, should have finished the Canucks earlier in five games. But, you know, that's just me. I'm just sitting here on the couch watching, analyzing games. Um, I wasn't there, you know. But do you see Vegas making another move or two to get – they have to get under the cap, obviously, when the season starts, whenever that will be. Do you see another move coming uh, from Vegas? Uh, possibly. And it would give them more breathing room if they were able to move someone like Marc-Andre Fleury. The sticking point now becomes – because as we've seen, uh, draft picks are – kind of the new currency with hockey-related revenue being down with the flat cap during the pandemic, everything that's going on, this is exactly what we're dealing with. I really feel like if you're the, well, if you're anybody, but if you're Vegas in particular, um, you'd like to have a little more breathing room and a little more flexibility, but I think they moved the contracts that I thought they'd moved that were not Marc-Andre Fleury. I thought they would move Stasny. They did. I thought they would move Schmidt. They did. So, Really, and it's funny, I keep looking at James Reimer in Carolina, and if you could somehow get Flurry to Carolina and bring Reimer back, or maybe now that the Sabres have signed Taylor Hall, if you could interest Buffalo in Marc-Andre Flurry and somehow get a serviceable backup, which I don't believe Buffalo has, um, you know, you would need someone else to come into that role. There's a couple other guys who are floating out there still available, but... Man, it's, uh, it's interesting to, to look at this market right now and think Vegas may not be done. However, the value of Marc-Andre Fleury is not just on the ice. It's what he brings to the community. He's the face of the franchise. He is the most loved player for the Vegas Golden Knights. And that currency matters, especially with such a young franchise. So if he doesn't go anywhere, I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised at all by that. And I think this at least gives them the flexibility to keep some of the other pieces they've acquired, at least for this year, and kind of look ahead to see how things are going to go. Plus, you've got some younger players who may emerge. I, I think Peyton Krebs is going to compete for a spot on the roster this upcoming season. You know, what? They, they look very good to me. I think Vegas is in much better shape, quite honestly, than a lot of people thought they were going to be. Yeah, I mean, you got to put them as the favorites out of the West. Uh, to win the Stanley Cup, and usually they don't talk about expansion teams being favorites to win, 
uh, too often, usually later on down the road. But what Bill Foley's doing there is is great. And I mean, Vegas, such a great hockey city. Been there many times, you know, before hockey was there. Now I'm just looking forward to getting back to watching some puck in Vegas, such a great town like Nashville is. I'm just so, you know, happy and, you know, very surprised how well hockey is doing there. But you know what? Like you said, Marc-Andre Fleury, the community, Ryan Reeves, all those guys are doing their part to bring, you know, hockey and making hockey a Vegas town. You know, it's it's interesting that Vegas never had major league sports and they did it the right way. The Golden Knights launched the right way. They have a beautiful new arena. Now the Raiders have come to Vegas. And boy, was it important for the NHL to beat the NFL to town. But the Raiders have a beautiful new uh, stadium that they play in. And I'll tell you what, Vegas is an up-and-comer. And it was always a fun place to go, as you say. I mean, but for different reasons. And now, if you're a sports fan, it kind of... It, you know, becomes a destination for you as well. There's other things you can do. You can always go to shows and concerts and casinos and whatever. But now you have a reason to go to see a top-notch team uh, on the ice and to experience a top-notch arena. And believe me, that's part of the lure for the players too. Hey, come to our building. It's sold out every night. It's loud. Our fans are crazy. They love it here. You want to be a part of this, and that's a big reason why they can sell guys on wanting to play in Vegas. Yeah, and plus, you know, state tax too. I mean, that's the big thing. You know, you go like team players look to go to Florida or Vegas. State tax isn't as bad for them, and you know they get more of their income. And I think that's a big draw too. Yeah, it it is. It is, and it was interesting. I I was looking at a. a a uh, tweet that uh, I actually retweeted from the Vegas Hockey Now uh, account that talked about the cost savings. And I used to live in Nashville. I used to work for the Predators. And uh, when I was there, one of the fun things about Tennessee, and I kind of joke it's my goal to live and work in every state where there's no income tax, uh, but that makes a difference in, in Tennessee. It makes a difference in Florida, in Texas, in states that have no state income tax. Vegas is another one. And it makes a reverse difference. St. Louis and Philadelphia have city tax on top of the state tax. So by leaving St. Louis to come to Vegas, Alex Petrangelo over the life of his seven-year deal is going to save over $4.3 million in state and city taxes. That's unbelievable. Yeah, that's that's an incredible number. Uh, the Vegas doing, Like you said, Vegas doing things the right way. Uh, just just trying to see what other moves are out there. I know I've heard about you know Garen trying to get Flurry there. I don't know if that's going to work out there now, but Talbot's there in Minnesota. But it's just, you know, it's crazy times. You know, before we let you go, um, I was just going to ask you, what signings outside of Petrangelo and the trade by Schmidt, what signings have intrigued you, got your eyes up, you know, scratch your head a little bit? I know for me, the one was Taylor Hall yesterday to Buffalo. Um, but what are your thoughts on some of the signings so far during free agency? I love Hall to Buffalo, and I am not one of the people who's scratching my head about it because for both the player and the organization, it makes a lot of sense. And it's actually gotten annoying to listen to some of the national media people uh, in the last 24 hours who are like, well, I don't get it, I don't get it, please explain it, please explain it. It's simple. Buffalo needs star power, can give him a one-year deal. Hall was not offered anything more than five years long-term, and he didn't get the money. Colorado offered him a one-year deal, but nowhere near the money. And for Taylor Hall, he's going into a contract year again, betting on himself, making a nice wage, goes into Buffalo, and he's going to play with Jack Eichel. 
Are you kidding me? And Jeff Skinner, former 40 goal scorer, could be on the other side of that line. They have the potential to be the most exciting line in the NHL this year, if not one of the most exciting lines. It makes total sense to me from both perspectives. And for Buffalo, it's a one-year audition to maybe try to sell him on, on staying with the franchise. And if it doesn't, if it's a gamble for one year, it puts you on the map and it really uh, gets people to pay attention to what the Buffalo Sabres are doing. So that one, I, I don't mind that at all. I love Tyler Toffoli going to the Canadians. Toffoli to the Canadians, very quietly, mark my words, the Montreal Canadiens, who, by the way, did pretty well in the return to play, are really good. They are three lines deep right now. This is a team that actually is very quietly gotten so much better and no one seems to notice. That's a team that's going to sneak up on people next year. I like what they've done and how they've done it. So Montreal, I think, has done a good job. Um, a couple of the other signings, uh, I mean, you know, we, we look at the big names, right? And, and those are the ones and that and that's why I'm trying to pick some of the smaller signings out here. But uh, also it's going to be interesting to see where Hoffman goes. I've heard Nashville is big in on him. Uh, I wonder if he'll end up with the Predators because the Predators haven't done anything. Uh, they tried to go after Taylor Hall, obviously didn't get him. They cleared a lot of room. You know, if they can get Hoffman, they need a finisher. They need someone who's going to be able to do something. And here's my head-scratcher. Edmonton re-signing Mike Smith. Yeah. One year, $2 million. I get it. Um, it's the it's the oiler you know, but I just don't see it. I don't think Mike Smith uh, has enough left in the tank. He has an injury history that he struggles to, you know, play a full schedule. He's 38 years old. Uh, he's always been a streaky player. I just don't see it. I think Edmonton could have went 100 different directions and ended up better in that. Yeah, I agree with you on that, Mike Smith, 100%. Uh, that one was definitely, I got a couple Oilers contacts They were saying, you know, it's not the, the best signing. They could have probably got Crawford out there. Heck, Howard was still out there. But I agree with Montreal 100% on that to fully signing. The AV is great. They bring in Josh Anderson. Uh, they were looking at both guys, and it's just, you know, Montreal is just quietly sneaky good right there. I also like what the Devils did with um, Corey Crawford as a backup. It, you know, Corey Schneider had to be bought out, but you know what? It's part of business. Uh, I like that Crawford signing for them. They couldn't go in with the same tandem they had last year. It was just not working for them. Um, and, you know, obviously everybody looks at big names, like you said, but like you said, I agree 100% on Montreal. And now that you explained the Buffalo signing about Hall, it does make sense. And to me, I was, you know, to me, I thought about, you know, you know, similar to Marion Hosa in regards to, you know, he took some one-year deals. Obviously, he was looking to win as well. But he, you know, if you think about it with the salary cap, flat salary cap, uh, he, you know, he can reset the market for himself in one to two years if he keeps taking one-year contracts. And it's going to depend, too, on what the market's going to look like. Are we going to have fans in, in the stands next year? Will it be butts and seats or not? All these things are going to play into what the market will be able to bear for Taylor Hall again. And look, he won a Hart Trophy in 17-18, 93 points, 39 goals, playing with a guy like Eichel and possibly Skinner. I, I think he could easily get to back between 80 and 100 points. He's just been barely over 50 in the last couple of years. Uh, look out. I, I really think that that's going to be one. And just one other signing, actually, you reminded me of, I wanted to talk about, but Minnesota, I thought, could have done a lot better uh, in goal. I'm, I'm actually surprised about Cam Talbot. Uh, Billy Garen's already said he's our starter. He's our number one. Good for Cam Talbot, but 
I don't, I don't see it. Um, I think they, they probably could have done a lot better. And it's interesting to me, Thomas Grice ends up in Detroit. I would have picked Grice over, over Talbot, I think, just about any day as far as a starter. Yeah, that's a, that's a good point there, too. And then, obviously, Devils' Corey Schneider going to Islanders, not official yet, but he seems going to be re- uh, reunited with Lula Morello. But a lot of craziness still going on, a lot of trading. You know, that flat cap seems to be coming into a factor for a lot of teams, a lot of contracts, not as long as we thought. Or, or not as high as we thought. You know, if you were thinking you, there was going to be a lot of, you know, heavy big-time contracts, the big guys were going to get paid, but it was that middle class that, you know, we're going to take those short deals, those low-money deals. But, you know, Vegas, they're looking good. They're looking strong. And, Tom, thank you so much for your analysis tonight on the Vegas signing of Alex Petrangelo and the trade of Nate Schmidt. Again, thank you so much. Last minute, I know, but appreciate you hopping on. Happy to be here. Thank you very much for having me. All right. You have a good night. That was Tom Callahan of Vegas Hockey Now. Uh, He is talking about the Alex Petrangelo trade. We are going to try to get Coach Jay on to talk some hockey right now. Uh, Talk the rest of the free agency, carousel, the goalies, everything. Um, It was just so much fun to have him on. Just a great, great guest um, but you know, again, a lot of big things happening, a lot of free agents coming on, a lot of free agent movement. Like he said, Montreal sneaky good for you, uh, Montreal friends out there. Tony Rock, I know you're one of them. Matt McNulty, I know you're one of them. Uh, Father Marcel up at St. Mike's, I know you're one of them. So Canadians looking good, looking strong out there. Let's see if I could get Coach Jay on. What's going on, everybody? Jim Berenger back again. Last one on hockey, season one, episode 16. We just had Tom Callahan of Vegas Hockey Now talking about the Vegas Golden Knights. We're going to try to get Coach Jay in here. I want him to break down all of the goalie moves as well as some other free agent signings we have tonight. Let's see who I can get on. Let's see. Here's Will Thompson. What's going on, buddy? Hope you enjoyed the Tom Callahan interview. If you haven't, go check it out. Be posted soon. Um, J- Coach Jay hopefully comes in here. We're going to talk about all the goalie moves. Obviously, the big moves of today. Alex Petrangelo to the Vegas Golden Knights. Along Nate Schmidt being traded to the Vancouver Canucks. Tyler De- Toffoli to the Montreal Canadiens. And all so- right. There he is, Coach Jay. You? What's going on? Your head's got to explode, you? man. How you doing, man? I'm telling you, I'm so technically challenged. It's all the pucks to my head. I can't blame anything. Right, don't else. worry. I, I just <laughs> want, I wanted to bring you on after the interview because I once the Petrangelo news broke, I wanted to have somebody come on talk some Vegas hockey with us. I, um, I saw that was really great, very informative. Great yes. host you have. Thank you. Um, you know, Tom's a good dude. Uh, Vegas hockey now. Like I said before, go check it. I'll be posting a little bit. But let's get to it. It was dubbed Goalie Friday. Or I'm going to double goalie Friday, but the goalie carousel on Friday continued into the weekend. Obviously, last week on the show on Wednesday, we talked about Lundqvist going to Washington. I know you have some thoughts on this, but check it out. So, new goalies in new places. Lundqvist in Washington. Holtby in Vancouver. Talbot in Minnesota. Markstrom in Calgary. Schneider with the Islanders. Anton Udonvin stays in Dallas. Um, Crawford's in New Jersey. 
Kincaid as an AHLer is in New York. Mike Smith stays in Edmonton. Thomas Grice in Detroit. And obviously before that, Matt Murray traded to Ottawa. Devin Dubnik traded to San Jose. And Jake Allen traded to Montreal. Where do you want to begin? Can I just say that, you know, it was only luck. I got Markstrom right to Calgary in my prediction. Yeah. I have to tr- I have to take credit for one because everything else I got wrong. Right. Um, but I like, I like Hopi. In Vancouver, with uh, the new kid who uh, uh, made Demko. Demko, who made Markstrom expendable, you could see that was going to happen because again, with the expansion draft, you're going to sign um, Markstrom, then you're going to have to expose, you know, um, Demko. Demko. So um, the Calgary, um, um, Edmonton. I mean, the whole Bill Guerin. With um, Minnesota, Tal- I mean, yeah, Talbot. That they have better guys out there, as Tom said. I thought they should have signed a guy like Rice, or maybe get a Howard or Anderson type guy in there. I, I just don't like signing by Talbot because if no. if Dubnik was there, fine. But you're telling me that the combination of Talbot and Staylock is gonna win you games? No, you know I hate to say it, but it, it, Philadelphia was making combinations like that for years. That that never seemed to work, and I can't. I they'd have to hope that Talbot regained all that he learned when he was with the Rangers, being taught the system, because he shows too that he breaks down when his when his technique isn't right. Uh, like you said, yeah, he could. I mean, he could have he could have signed um, Hopi, like I was calling, thinking Hopi would wind up in maybe Minnesota. It would have been a good deal because they're playoff ready, and he would have that. You know. So he signed for a lot less than what he could have, and I'm sure he himself was like, "Look, I'll give me the incentives to prove and maybe get some signing bonuses for getting back over 900 in your save percentage." Yeah, but he, you know, I mean, certain certain guys. Um, again, well, go, Kincaid. When we were talking, figuring out a lot of these signings, you know, what the Rangers did by just signing Kincaid for two years. Now Gorgiev does not get exposed to the draft. They 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 complemented the 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 expansion uh, qualifications for uh, exposing and and you know having certain goalies where they can't protect them and the Rangers wound up keeping now Shershkev Shershkev and Gorgiev instead of trading him which everybody wanted to do so I think the Rangers definitely did some nice work with the cap where there's no space whatsoever to make some really smart moves. Just saying as a Ranger fan that that's very encouraging, um, and especially with the two goalies they they uh, just drafted. I mean, they, they're loaded. They're so deep in goal. They could do a lot of different things because, you know, um, the, uh, Crawford with the Devils. Yeah. Right? That's I think a good that move. Smart. That's a good I move. I think that's a great move. Yes. And, and he gets to second year. So the second year is key because now it, it exposes him. You know they can expose him to the expansion mm-hmm. draft if they want to. But now he's you know he's got full no trade in the first year, eighteen no trade in uh, the second year. So I mean, and to back up Blackwood, I have a veteran, a guy's won cups in there. That's a smart thing. It's like with you know, you know, even though Lundqvist didn't win any you know a title in the National Hockey League with the Rangers, him going to Washington to back up a guy like Samsonov 
just with the experience and understanding the league and what you need to do night in and night out. Same with Hopi going to Vancouver. And now with Schmidt there, those two guys reunited. And Vancouver's got a nice team there. And Montreal's sneaky good. Um, Yes. You know, some of those goalie moves have been really good. I like, you know, to be honest, Grice in Detroit isn't a bad move either. No. No, Grice, Grice is a Grice is a good goalie. I mean, he showed a lot when he was at Pittsburgh. Um, yeah. And he did play well with the Islanders. You know, now Vilamov did his best, you know, uh, number one during the playoffs. And now he's going to have the competition from the new kid that Grice was expendable not to have to sign uh, that we were talking about at the beginning, at the very beginning of, of the playoffs. So, like, the Islanders are pretty solid, too, with – with their goalie combo, with the the Russian goalie that they signed during the playoffs is going to definitely be there. A lot of these signings, I mean, I was kind of surprised that, I mean, so you have Samsonov and Lundqvist signs for one year. Yeah. Now they got to expose another goalie. Where, I mean, why couldn't they get Lundqvist to sign for two and say, listen, you know, this way we can protect another goalie in down the, down the uh, in in the minors that they may have to expose now because Lundqvist is one. In- well, it, it depends. There's a lot of rules in place with the expansion draft. Like you have to be under contract, um, you know, through the 20, 2021 season. So there's a lot of there's a lot of moving parts. I think Lundqvist the one year. I think a lot of guys are taking one year deals right now. One to two. I mean, obviously the Anderson deal was the longest, uh, with you know seven years. You know, Toffoli got four, but a lot of guys are signing one, two-year deals because of the market, really. And, you know, mm-hmm. Lundqvist is getting whole with the 1.5 because he got bought out with by the Rangers. Um, you know, obviously Dallas has one of the best duos in the business right now um, with Hudobin and Bishop, if Bishop is healthy. the If Rast stays in Boston with Halak, that combination is really good. You, like you've been saying in the group, and you've been saying it here on, on last one on hockey is tandems. Tandems is what it is right now in the league. And in a condensed schedule, you're going to want guys that can play right now. And, you know, devil's upgraded. I liked Washington, what they did. The Islanders with Schneider, you know, he's still got something left to prove talking with him over the weekend. I think he's got something left to prove, you know, Sorokin's there. He's there for, you know, maybe to help him along, you know, knowing Lou, I don't know what Lou does, you know, could he, put him in the AHL for a little bit and then have him come up. You know, all depends. Um, but Lamorello there, you know, the that Islanders depth. again. Yeah. At, yeah at depth depth. there. You know, the Islanders are trying to make some moves. I'm hearing Johnny Boychuk could be on the move. They already traded Devontae's. They got lock up players too. Um, but the goalie carousel is the big thing. You know, Friday it was the goalies moving around. Then over the weekend, we started to see other players move around. Like I said, I personally like what the Devils have done. They've taken their time, traded for Andreas Janssen, didn't cost them much, Joey Anderson. They signed Crawford. They traded for Murray. They are addressing needs. Tom Fitzgerald's addressing needs, doing things the right way, doing things the smart way, not rushing yep. along. Um, so I like, you know, I like, like I said, I like the Toffoli signing in Montreal. Hoffman's still yep. out there. Dadnoff's still out there. Uh, some other, you know, signings. That were, you know, Tory Krug Friday night to St. Louis, seven years. Once he signed that deal, you knew Petrangelo was gone. Uh, so that was – and then, you know, on the Rangers side of things, VCs, you know, obviously Voss goes to Carolina a couple of years. Uh, Tyson Barry in Edmonton. 
Uh, Craig Smith in Boston was a good signing. TJ Brody with the Leafs, I like. I like what the Leafs did, adding Pogosian, Wayne Simmons, uh, and TJ Brody. Yeah. I thought that was smart. Uh, I want to get your thoughts on the Jack Johnson signing as a Ranger fan. I years in Pittsburgh, one year. but I, I mean, yeah, it's only one year, so it's good. He's a tough, solid defenseman. He's not scared to face off against guys. He'll be there to to you know give the the young. You know, there got to be guys to protect these young guys. I mean, the rest of the league is not going to let them, you know, run and do all this fancy stuff and not try and take liberties and push them around. And Jack Johnson is a perfect guy with, with that young, very young Rangers defensive core who is a solid defenseman that you don't want to, to get next to because he's in the, he's in, he's in the, he likes going in the crease and trying to get people out of the crease. So a one-year deal for a million – with a, with a with all his um, he's a veteran. I mean, he wants he took the one year he wants to be there, so that's a good thing. You want to be yeah. with the team that you want to be with, and knowing how young the team is, you know your backs and be going to have to fight and get into a lot of fights to stop guys from maybe you know take the tempo down against them trying to run their number one number one pick and their number two from last year. Um, but they're getting that grit. That was a good signing, and um, you know, I, Shattenkirk. He made Three another contract. Three years. Uh, almost four. Years. Ow! That that kind of like well, what? That that, that was you a know. head scratcher for sure. And then obviously, you know, what Tom uh, Callahan said. He explained the Buffalo uh, with Taylor Hall signing. I kind of agree with him on that. I mean, when I first saw my initial reaction, was like, what, Buffalo? I thought you wanted to win. This is all what yeah. you talked about. I want to win. I, I, you know, I want to go to a contending team. All this. I understand Buffalo. It's a one-year deal. You get, um, you know, both sides. It's a one-year deal. We'll find out what's going to happen. Can you reset the market for yourself? I'm just not sold on Buffalo as a contending no. team and a playoff team. They still got question marks in goal, and they have question marks in defense. And yeah. unless they can figure out to get that together, I just don't see them making the playoffs. Maybe they can prove me wrong. We'll see how things play out. But I'm just not sold on that move at all. Yeah, no, I heard him say about playing with Skinner and um, Jack Eichel. I mean, but what is it? You think your numbers are going to be the reason why you're going to get the big deal just by doing a one year and you don't win? I mean, why? like Ike said, I thought maybe he was going to be a good fit for Philadelphia, who couldn't prove they could score. He could have went and played on Philadelphia and, and revived his career on a very winning team well, uh, playing on with any combination of their top six. Yeah. And, you know? And think about it. Colorado was in there. Uh, Nashville wanted him. Montreal was looking at him. Columbus. I mean, there were other offers on the table. But, you know, I guess he wants to play with Eichel. That's fine. You know, he wants to feel important. That's good. But just don't come out in the media and tell everybody that you want to win. Uh, it's yeah. a little different. But, again, Tom explained it. I kind of understand where he's, that, that viewpoint. Yes. I get it. I understand it. It's great. I, I still think it's out there. But you know what? He has me starting to turn a little bit, which is good. Um, but it's, you know, it's crazy with everything that's going on during this free agency. Things are heating up everywhere, left and right. A lot of the big dominoes are now off the board. Um, 
and we're just seeing where the rest of the pieces are going to fall. Is Dadnoff going to go? Where's Hoffman going to go? A lot of teams cleared cap space to get things done. The one thing is interesting for me is in the East, right? Tampa Bay struggling with the cap, right? Have to put Tyler Johnson on waivers because they can't get help. Vegas continues to get bailed out by teams in the West. Paul Stasny gets traded to Winnipeg. It's a good fit for him. I think that'll keep Line A happy for a year. It's a trial run up there. I like it. Then yeah. Nate Schmidt to Vancouver for third. But, you know, Vancouver lost a lot of depth on defense. Tanev going away. So that's a good pickup for them. And with Hopi and Demko there, they're, gonna, they're building off what they did. Montreal's building off what they did. I yep. guarantee you. Calgary will regret that Markstrom contract in two years. Probably. Probably. I mean, but I think they're trying to like revive good, you know, um, you know, they're looking, uh, who's it, Goodrow? They're talking about, yeah. you know, like guys who's all, who haven't really performed, you know, they got to, oh, um, which they built to be, to be so offensive. It, it may hurt. Yeah, it probably will hurt him. Um, but I think they're trying to win now. I, th- they, I think they're feeling the heat from the Canadian, you know, press, you know, as far as, you know, they should be in playoff contention every year with that kind of offense. Just get some goaltending, you know, some yeah. that you could lean on. The 1A, 1B. Remember our first show we kept talking about the whole 1A, 1B? And yeah. Now it seems like you have especially need at least the one B as your backup, you know, like who, uh, who Dobin, you know, uh, proved is so valuable because if you lose too many games, because you don't have a va- a guy that could, you know, a guy gets hurt when your number one gets hurt. And yeah, the, or, exactly. The, the, the goalies are more, the backup goalie is so much more valuable. And like you said, Greece, Grice, Grice could have gone to Calgary. Could have done the same yeah, thing he, that Markstrom would could could have done, but there there's that competition in the Canadian market, and and those all those guys are in 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 you know Alberta, Calgary, Edmonton, and Vancouver right up there. Now you got Seattle. That's going to be a nice little you know across the board like Buffalo. A lot of rivalries there. Yeah, like Buffalo is on the east is almost Cape Canada. As close as they are yeah. now, you got Seattle right there. I mean, well that well that Buffalo Toronto rivalry is big there because they just go across the border all the time. Um, yeah, but you know a lot of crazy things going on. A lot of things still left unsettled. As here to our friends to the north, a happy Canadian Thanksgiving. Um, you yes. know a lot of wildness this weekend. Usually it happens over uh, you know Fourth of July in Canada Day. This time we have it in the fall, and you know. The big bombs get dropped today with Tyler Toffoli in Montreal. Like I said, to kick off the show, Alex Petrangelo, if you missed it, goes to Vegas, seven-year deal, uh, 61 and 6.6 million, 8.8 AAV. No, no, a full no-move clause in his contract. Um, and then Nate Schmidt gets traded Vancouver for a third-round pick in 2022. Which is crazy because Vegas keeps yeah. getting bailed out by teams in the West. It, it, that that was just about to say, like you said, it's crazy that they're getting help. I'm looking at the Rangers, and you got all the guys they arbitrated, all the guys they tendered are all going for arbitration. Gorgia, 
Lemieux, D'Angelo, Strome. They got and they got to come up with this money to pay these guys, or they got to trade some. So, because there's someone under the captain we we're talking about, uh, uh, Kreider. I mean, yeah. I mean, I think there are going to be some trades made, and, and and if there's one thing, um, JD and 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 that crew know what they're doing. But it's amazing. How, why are they bailing out Vegas? I mean, why are you going to well, bail them out? Saying, you like, know, that's you what got I'm saying. them like, by the, Exactly. You know? Like, to, to, Tampa Bay had to put Tyler Johnson on waivers because no one wanted to pick up his contract. Like, he probably could still get traded, but he's on waivers. Like, yeah. think about it. Hmm. It's just crazy it that Vegas is getting bailed out by, you know. I mean, look, they want to win. It's great. Bill Foley wants to win now, and they add more players, and they want to win to win now. But there are consequences for winning now. It's called the salary cap, and you're getting help. I understand Stasny works in Winnipeg. He was there. It was a really good deal. Yeah. I know Nate Smith's been the target of a lot of things. He's going to work in, in, in uh, Vancouver. Um, but, again, Vegas just get bailed out. Tampa hasn't. So it's just interesting to see where other pieces fall, where other players are going to go now that the bigger dominoes have fallen. A lot of big defensemen off the board. The two, you know, big free agent forwards are off, but Dadnoff Hoffman's still out there. See where they go. Let's see where the Rangers fall with their salary arbs. Um, it's just, it's a fun time. If you're a hockey fan, you know, I know I've been crazy on the Facebook posts with everything that I've been getting in quick. Hopefully, you know, people are loving it. You guys let me know if it's they too should. much, too little. you want, you want more, of- let me know. I mean, look, we're trying to ramp things up this week. You know, we got a special guest tonight. Colby Cohen's going to be on Wednesday, um, to do it, to talk some hockey again. It's going to be fun just to do everything, uh, just talk some flyers, going to talk what his thoughts are on free agency as well. And then we're just trying to get more and more guests on as uh, things come on, maybe work on a Canadian's perspective on their, their things. But it, you know, a lot of fun things going on. It's crazy. Just think about it. Um, And just a lot of things going down, you know, stay tuned. Last run on hockey's got everything. Coach Jay, he, he'll he'll be commenting on stuff. I know that. Yes. Thank you. I do my best sometimes. My texting brings out more than, you know, like right, remember things more than if I'm speaking. It comes out in the text. So just remember that. And thank you for mentioning that because, you know, sometimes I get the names wrong and I wind up in a different era. But I'm trying yeah. to like, it's like all of a sudden the jersey. Oh, yeah, that yeah, that was 20 years ago. Where are you, guy? So yeah. thank you for that. Exactly. Yeah, I'll continue to do that. So I'll be rolling solo with Colby on Wednesday. And then we'll get the full crew back next week again. Uh, we're going to be talking pucks as we do always. Um, but Mark was not here with us tonight. Hopefully he's watching out there to spread the word around. But thank you for everybody for tuning in. Thank you again to uh, Tom Callahan, Vegas Hockey Now, to talk early on about the Alex Petrangelo signing and Nate Schmidt trade. This has been Last Word on Hockey Season 1, Episode 16. Good night, everybody, and stay tuned for more. Good night. Take care. Have a great show.